In this episode, we are talking about keeping life simple. And what's interesting is that I recorded this podcast before coronavirus hit our world. And I find it very interesting that a lot of us were forced to simplify our lives during the pandemic, whether we wanted to or not. And it's my sincere hope that some of the skills that we used can be used intentionally in the future to keep life simple. So I hope that you'll enjoy the four ways I have here to keep life simple, even as we start getting busier again and getting back to our normal routines. Enjoy. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I am Zara Fagan, and I'm so excited to talk to you today about uncommon ways that we can reset for a more simple life. So first of all, before I get started, I want to give a shout out to Kirsten in our Minimalist Homeschooling Facebook group. If you're not a part of that group yet and you're a homeschooler, I'd love to see you over there. It is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash minimalist homeschooling Zara. And what Kirsten says is, Zara, is there any chance that you are working on a minimalist or simplifying book for more general audiences? I love your homeschooling book and use those principles pretty much every day. The other day, I even found myself sharing them with a non-homeschooling friend and telling her about how wonderful and practical your hacks are, even if one doesn't homeschool, but the likelihood of her reading a homeschooling book is slim to none. Not because she doesn't believe in it, but because she has a lot of other priorities. So if you ever publish a similar book for a broader audience, know that you'll have at least two copies sold before it even comes out. So Kirsten, thank you so much for that. And that is sort of the reason that I have these podcasts. Why I'm talking about Simple is a New Smart in general. Yes, what I say can absolutely be applied to anyone's homeschool. However, what I say is often not exclusive to homeschooling. So while I do have specific podcasts designated specifically for homeschooling, today is not one of them. So Kirsten, you and your friend are in luck. And if you have a friend who needs to hear about simplifying, share this podcast with them. Okay, guys? So let's talk today about three uncommon ways to reset to a simpler life. And here's what I'm going to say, and I want you to stick with me. Fasting. Guys, fasting is one way that we can reset to a simple life. But today we're going to talk about fasting in a new way. First, I'm going to talk about why fasting is even beneficial, why this suits a simple, minimalist life. And I'm also then going to give you three or four examples. Let's go with four. I'm going to do four today. Four examples of fasting 
that you may not have thought of before that can be super impactful. So let's get started. Have you ever felt like your life has become like a little too busy or chaotic and you just have those days when you would love nothing more than to go back to a simpler time, right? We think about Little House in the Big Woods and Little House on the Prairie and their life is so simple that it feels idyllic, right? They only have to worry every day about sort of eating and surviving. And there are times when I long for that sort of life where all we have to worry about is getting food on the table, preparing our homes and our lives to be able to survive and otherwise just enjoying the bounty of life, right? That just being our existence and that being enough, right? And this gets back to the idea of we in our society today never feel like we have enough, right? We're always chasing that sort of carrot on the stick of enough dumb, whatever that is, right? We don't even know what enough means anymore. So when I have those times where I feel like I'm chasing a carrot on the stick, there is a way to reset, to go back to feeling like, yes, not only do we have enough, we have plenty. Our life is plentiful. And so sometimes when our days have become so filled with activities and obligations and goals that we don't have a minute to relax and breathe, I realize that these are the times when I need to reset our lives and reclaim that simplicity. So I always say, guys, that I have engineered a calm and content life. I have been really intentional about sort of a calm and content life. That's sort of my motto for my home, my family, my life. What I want is calm and content. Right. And I don't know what your motto is for your family, but my point is, is that it didn't just happen because I wanted it to happen. It was 50, 100, 1000 little decisions and little decisions that I continue to make on a daily basis that move me either closer to that or farther from that. And so we have to be intentional. We have to sort of engineer the life we want to live and we can't just let life run away with us. The inevitability, however, guys, is that there are times when life will run away with us. And so today is all about resetting. I don't want you to feel bad about life running away with you. And we're just going to accept that as part of life today. And now we're going to talk about resetting. So when I talk about fasting, I am not merely talking about fasting from food, although that is a thing and although that has a place. Absolutely. Fasting however, is removing anything from our lives that we can do without. So I'm not saying doing do a complete overhaul of everything you can do without. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying choose something that is overcomplicating your life that you could actually do without and fast from it for a while, right? And so fasting has a lot of benefits. Fasting removes some of the extra from our lives. So we are simplifying some aspect of daily living. Fasting also can highlight our dependence on our provider, right? Our dependence on God to provide for us all that is necessary and good. We don't have to provide everything all the time, guys. We have a provider right? We can stick to the basics of living the life he imagined for us. And so fasting really highlights that mentality, our dependence on him instead of our dependence on things or our dependence on ourselves, the things that we do, the things that we have, right? So fasting also increases our awareness 
of what is really necessary. Honestly, what can you do without? And the answer is probably most of it, right? Why are, why are we so stressed when we're not little house in the big woods? We don't have to go kill and catch our foods. We don't have to haul the water in from the stream. We don't have to make our own clothes or make a whole day trip into town to buy provisions. We don't have any of those inconveniences that took up so much time. So why are we so stressed all the time, right? What exactly do we have to do that is so important that we have to be stressed all the time? And so when we're fasting, we can increase our awareness of what is actually necessary versus what is placed on us by sort of societal norms, right? And the the common mindset of today. And there's a big discrepancy about what the world says is necessary and what is actually necessary. So fasting also encourages compassion towards those who may or may not have the option to have the luxuries that we have. It puts us in a better mindset to have our hearts open to those who don't even have the option for the luxuries. All right, so it encourages compassion. It uses more of what we already have. So depending on what you're fasting from, it may require you to go ahead and use the other resources that you have available to you. It forces you a lot of times to make do with what you already have and realizing that less is still plenty, right? And that you have all you have so much plenty that when you remove some, you still have plenty to take up. For that plenty. And that's really our definition of excess, right? That even when we remove stuff, we're still fine, you know? And by removing stuff, often what we're doing is we're just using more of the other stuff we have. Finally, fasting helps us realize how much of our complicated, busy, stressful life is our own doing. It is nobody's fault but ours. And that if we want to live a simple, content, calm life, if we want to go back to simple, that is up to us. Fasting helps us realize that we are creating the busyness in our lives. We are choosing to complicate things. We are choosing to make things more elaborate. We are choosing this life that we live in a lot of ways. So now I want to talk about specific fasts. Fasts, first of all, do not have to be complicated. Fasts don't require anything extra. They don't require much advanced preparation. You can do a fast spontaneously to reset your home and your life and your mindset. So here are three uncommon ways that we can fast anytime. There's a vehicle fast. First of all, decide that you will park the car and leave it. You will decide in advance when you can abandon your vehicle. Go ahead, look at your schedule. Don't totally inconvenience yourself, but make a resolution to stop using your car for some period of time. In the beginning, when you first do this, you may want to make sure you run all of your errands in advance so you're prepared. But if you're feeling brave, try it without advanced preparation. This is where you will use more of the resources that you already have. You will realize like you have a backup plan and this can offer such a sense of security because you realize even when you don't have these things that you think you rely on, you are still able to live your life. Your family can continue to function and live and survive. Now, if you have 
doctor's appointments and things like that, that people's health depends on, by all means, please make sure you include those in your days. But you could even do a vehicle fast for everything except those, right? Because those are really necessities. And minimalism is about having what you truly need and truly love. And medical appointment guys are a true need. So you don't need to fast from those. But you will quickly realize how many of your errands are not truly necessary. And they're not necessary right now or as often. And you can realize how often things in your life can just wait. Everything is not an emergency. Everything is not an obligation. And you can realize how much you have been adding to your own life. Like any fast, a vehicle fast does not have to be all or nothing. And it doesn't have to be for some crazy amount of time. Do what feels uncomfortable to you. My son provided a definition of minimalism to me, and you may have heard this story before. I know it's in my book. We were talking one day about donating food to the poor. I said, how much should we do? What's our goal going to be? And he said, let's give until we almost don't have enough. We will still have enough, mommy, but let's give until we almost don't have enough. And I love that definition too for fasting. Do it until you almost don't have enough, but you still have enough right? Bring yourself to that brink of what is truly necessary in your life. Get to that point and realize that you are living in a state of comfort normally. So during these fasts, the closer you can get to being at the brink of uncomfortable with whether you really do or don't have enough, the more it's going to impact your mindset and how you live from that day forward right? It's going to improve your, a lot of times your relationship with God. It's going to improve your gratitude for what you have. It's going to offer so much perspective, guys. So in the case of a vehicle fast, perhaps you can do a vehicle fast for one weekend or one day, even just one day where you don't have to go anywhere. Or maybe you only use the vehicle for previously established obligations, but nothing new. No matter how you approach this fast, removing the option to use a vehicle is a sure way to simplify your life. And now I'm going to tell you a little story about my life. So my husband and I committed to one year with one vehicle. Okay, one year with one vehicle. We did this when we had four children. We did this when we were rehabbing and remodeling a property. We did this when we, we had our flooring company. So he is in charge of sales for flooring throughout a very large territory, multiple states, right? So he travels for work almost every day. And when he's not traveling for work, he's going to properties to oversee those. So we use our car a lot. It's not even like my husband has or I have a nine to five or predictable schedule where we can get dropped off at the office and just get picked up again, or we don't have public transportation in our area. We are in the suburbs. We don't have trains and buses to take us places. So this was a real challenge for us. It was a real challenge for us. And I realized, first of all, that it meant we couldn't do it all. And that was okay. It meant my husband and I had to work a lot more as a team. We had to have a lot better communication about what was going on, what our needs were, what our priorities were, and how we were going to schedule our lives. And ultimately, guys, we did it. And we did it without sacrificing our living, really. Yes, there were times we rented a car. 
I'm not going to lie. There were times when we just couldn't do it without two vehicles and we did rent a car for like a week at a time here and there throughout the year. And that sort of reiterates this point, guys, that your fasts don't have to be all or nothing. The more you can get to that brink of having plenty, but not too much, the more impact it's going to have on your heart and mind, okay? And so you don't have to get to the point where you're sacrificing your living or your ability to keep your family healthy or any of those things, right? We are talking about removing the excess. No more, no less, just the excess. Okay, guys, let's talk about our second type of fast. This is a financial fast. So a financial fast requires abstaining from spending money for some period of time. Again, this fast can take whatever form is most comfortable, but almost uncomfortable for you and your family. But keep in mind, the more brazen you are, the more courageous you are, the more your life will be simplified, the more you will make some sort of revelations and realizations about your life. So in our home, all of our monthly bills are on automatic payments, right? And we don't change that during our financial fast. Our regular bills still go out with regularity. However, we will try to avoid spending any additional money out of pocket for a set number of days. So this fast requires us to use the groceries we already have. It requires us to be conscientious about the gas we're using and to prioritize how much gas we have versus all the things we want to do. And it requires us to start finding our entertainment for free or putting off extra expenses for a later date to reconsider whether we really need those things we were going to so easily spend money on before because we just could. Now that we're being deliberate, now that we're during this fast, we're going to reconsider every single purchase a little bit more carefully. And then we're going to have this lag time between when we want the thing and when we can buy the thing. And we all know that when there is this delay between wanting it and getting it, a lot of times during that time, we decide we don't want it as much as we thought we did. And we're likely to ultimately then buy less even when the fast is over. We probably will change our mind about a few things that we otherwise would have just somewhat impulsively purchased. So, This fast is great for your wallet, I'm not going to lie, but it also requires you to appreciate and make do with what you have. And that's sort of the point I'm getting at here, guys, is realizing how much we do have, even when we remove the excess. So if you do this financial fast, you may actually feel empowered to rethink and replan your entire financial future. You may really rethink how you've been living. But even if you don't have that sort of transformation, at the very least, you will not be able to do so much for a few days, and that will make your life simpler. Okay, here's one of my favorites, guys. Number three is a sound fast. Now I'm going to show how introverted I am. Sound fasts really are my favorite and these fasts don't last long, especially if you have children, but they are an amazing reset for introverts and children. They really highlight the amount of input we receive constantly, the constant stimulation to all of us. Really, sound fasts are an amazing reset, not only for introverts or pretty much any adult, but they're really great for children too. So during a sound fast, everything is silent. 
No talking, no music, no screens. My children can play, build, read, draw, color, lay on their beds, or stare out a window. Whatever they please, as long as it is silent. Absolutely silent. So during this time, I may still be preparing dinner, quietly, (laughs) praying, reading, snuggling, or working. But the idea is that at least for one of our senses, we dampen the input. We all know that when we do that, the other senses can take over, right? The other senses are heightened. And this includes our spiritual sense. A lot of times our spiritual sense, that sort of sixth sense, gets overshadowed by all the other senses. And so dampening just one of those can be really beneficial to getting in touch with our own heart, what's going on in our minds, doing some self-reflection. And I think we've all been there. I think we all know what it's like when you find yourself in a quiet car all by yourself, right? That's kind of rare (laughs) as moms and adults. But when we think about it, all of a sudden you're in a quiet shower, you're in a quiet car, and your mind is free to wander, It can bring a lot of insight and we feel more in touch and more connected, not only with ourselves, but with our lives and therefore everything that is in our lives. And so if you can do a sound fast, I highly recommend that you start small, (laughs) but I also highly recommend that you think carefully about what you want to do during that fast. Try to do something that you can sort of do on automatic. So if you're making dinner, you can probably do that kind of on automatic and let your mind just wander right? You start with a short amount of time and then you can gradually increase it. It depends a lot on the age of your children. You can do a sound fast if you find yourself at home by yourself. A lot of times when we're at home by ourselves, we'll turn on a podcast or we'll turn on the TV or we'll turn on music. Try just having silence for some period of time. It might be difficult at first, especially for your children to remember to stay quiet or to be even comfortable in the silence. Sometimes we are uncomfortable with silence and that's something that we can reflect on also. I promise that if you stick with it, you gently remind people to stay quiet, everyone will soon thrive with a little bit more silence in their life. And because the house must stay silent, we are forced to have some alone time. A sound fast doesn't work when my kids are together, right? Because if they're trying to play together, they're going to be talking. And so I do have to split up my kids and do it in an age-appropriate way. But I think the alone time actually contributes to this reset. In a world where our senses are constantly bombarded, our minds are constantly making decisions, we are constantly navigating relationships and obligations, the ability to exist for a short amount of time without navigating quite so much, even just for a little bit, it's a wonderful feeling. And so you're going to want to break this fast then with some pleasant music, gently transition everyone from their state of internal contemplation to interacting with the world again. So even though your silence may only be 10 minutes, it may only be 15 minutes, It may be 30 minutes. You may be able to do it for an hour or two hours or four hours. Allow 10 to 15 minutes then to come gently out of it before you have to get back to your daily life. Okay, so another fast I like to do in my family, I'm going to throw in a fourth one here really quickly, is we fast from activities, sports, obligations, appointments for one month every year. My children know it and they look forward to it. 
It's usually something like mid to end of July to mid end of August. It's before we quote unquote go back to school. But I plan nothing for those days. It happens to be a natural break between sports for my children because this is important for my kids. Like not only as athletes, we don't want to burn them out when they're 10 years old, right? Like we don't want to burn them out at any age. And so it's good for them to have a month, not only to rest their bodies, but also to be comfortable with having less to do, right? We all know that boredom helps facilitate curiosity and creativity and all of these intangibles that we don't get when our kids are constantly on the run. Now, with that said, I believe that athletics provide something else intangible for my children that is very valuable. And so I'm willing to have both in their lives, but the proportion is what I'm being intentional about here. And so that's another thing I would suggest to you. Maybe you don't do an activity fast for an entire month. Maybe you have an activity fast like, you know, on Mondays, there will be no activities every week. Maybe that's what you need. But my point is really consider about where the excess might be in the activities and when you need a reset and when you need to feel like you can simplify life. Okay, let me talk about tips for fasting. And these are really important. Fasting from food, by the way, is also a way to reset to a simpler life. So I haven't discussed it here because that's sort of a well-known tool, but you can absolutely do a fast from meat. It doesn't even have to be religiously based, although if you are religious and you fast from food and have other forms of fast, then you are probably already understanding this theological concept of fasting and the benefits of fasting. I'm not going to get into that here, but I don't think you realize perhaps how much life is simplified from a food fast, right? So abstaining from snacks or abstaining from meat or eating only simple meals are some ways that people fast spiritually, but these can also help minimize and simplify your life. And all of those benefits that I named at the beginning of this podcast also come with food fasts. So whichever fast you choose, let's remember fasts are only for a predetermined amount of time not for establishing control or dominance or authority over your own life or that of your children. Okay, so be really careful about that. Your fast needs to have a certain purpose, and that's a positive purpose. We don't want to fall into disordered thinking about fasting and use it as a tool for exerting control. And then combining prayer with any of these fasts can really draw you closer to God. These are times when you can really just listen. Fasting is, in my opinion, a time for listening. It can increase the meaningfulness, not only of a simple life, but of your life, right? It can really help you reset your value system if you add prayer to this. Okay, guys, so I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Refer this podcast to a friend who needs to simplify their life. But if you are feeling particularly generous with your time, could you please leave a review? Reviews help other moms know where they can get the support that they need. It helps this podcast reach the people who need it most. So with that, guys, until next time, I am wishing you all the simple things. Bye-bye. If you're brand new to homeschooling and you're wondering how to get started or really wrap your head around all of the logistics of homeschooling, I have a free webinar for you. Go to resources.zaraphd.com forward slash free dash webinar. I'll see you there.